thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We're expecting for you to receive answers for your life. So I want you to expect to receive something. Uh, answers for your life of what God would answer a need of maybe what you're facing. Amen. Amen. And uh, if we could say this, take notes on that. Yes. Write it down what, what you receive from God today and follow along in your Bible. We have been teaching out of my book called The Price of the Double Portion Anointing. And um, I think it's so important for us to get hold of this because it's going to help us become skillful with um, yielding to that anointing that abides in every believer. And not only that, walking in the light of the word always elevates our life. It sets it on course. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, in this book, I record something that happened to me in 2018. Um, I was in St. Petersburg, Russia, and Jesus came into my hotel room one night and talked to me for about an hour. And uh, this is what he talked to me about, the price of the double portion anointing. And uh, it's not just a message for me, but for the body of Christ in this era that we're in. So um, I, don't want, I don't want people to be misled by the title. Um, not everyone will walk under a double portion anointing. Not everyone needs to. Um, but there is an anointing that abides within every believer. And so that's why what, we, what Jesus said that night is so important to all of us because we all need to be skillful at drawing on that anointing that abides within and letting that flow and dominate us. Amen. Um, there is an anointing that abides within every believer. The measure of that anointing that is within every believer does not increase. Everyone receives the same measure. But we can increase in our skill at yielding to that anointing yeah, right. so that a greater flow of that anointing can come out. Yes. Now there is an anointing that comes upon and that anointing that comes upon is primarily for those who occupy a five-fold ministry office. And that measure of anointing can be increased, but the anointing that comes upon is not for the minister himself. It's for him to minister effectively to the people. And so every minister cannot live off the anointing that comes upon. Now listen to that. Every minister in their daily life cannot live upon the anointing that comes upon. They're to live upon what's, what's within them. Just like every other believer, we have to develop our spirit and learn to cooperate with that anointing that abides within us. Amen. So I, I want to say that, but I also want to say this, um, go back to watch previous episodes because I'm only telling, uh, 
short segments in each episode of what Jesus said to me that night. And so you're not going to get the whole of what we've been teaching on unless you go back and watch some previous episodes. We've been focusing on one segment that Jesus said to me that night in 2018. He said this, when Elisha asked for a double portion of the anointing upon Elijah, Elijah told, um, Elijah told Elisha, you've asked a hard thing. Jesus said to me that night, it was not hard for God, but it would call for a hardness of Elisha toward his mind and his flesh. He could not be tolerant toward weakness of his mind and weakness of the flesh if he was to carry a double portion of the anointing. What's that mean? His mind couldn't rule him and dominate him and his body couldn't rule and dominate him. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about a physical strength or a mental strength, so to speak. He's talking about his spirit would have to be in lead and his, his mind and his body serve him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. So we've been looking at something that Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse two, and he writes, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So notice this, how, we, uh, how far we renew our mind is going to be how far our lives will be transformed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we were leaving off on the previous episode talking about developing our spirits so that our minds aren't leading us and our bodies aren't leading us, but our spirits are leading us. We've been our whole life before we were born again, our mind and our body led us. That's just the way it was. And that's why we had the difficulties and the struggles and the confusion and the wrong directions and the wrong decisions because God never intended that man's mind and body dominate him or lead him. They're not equipped to lead. They are only equipped to serve. Your spirit man is equipped to lead. Amen. And it's the only feature of man that can successfully take the lead in our life. So we were saying that we need to fortify our spirits, strengthen our spirits so that we don't have weak, emaciated spirits. Amen. Amen. And we were talking about how to do that. Number one, we feed on the word, including meditating on the word. Meditating on the word is not just reading the word, but it's taking it beyond just the thoughts. You know, as you read it, that word has to go through your mind, but don't just let it go in one side and out the other, so to speak. Grab hold of that word. And if we could say this, move it down into your spirit through meditating on it. Now, Meditation is how you put the word in you, Amen. in your spirit. Yes. Meditation is what is how you make the word yours. Yes. You say, well, the word is mine. Yeah, but it has to become real to you. Yes. It has to become a living thing yes. to you. And that happens not just through reading it, but meditating on it, thinking deeply into it, speaking it to yourself, letting scriptures roll around on the inside of you and doing them. Amen. Amen. So number one, feed and meditate on the word. Drive that word down into your spirit. Number two, then act on that word every day. Not just Sunday, not just when it's convenient, not just when you like to. But every single day, that word has to take dominance. Number three, fellowship with God in prayer. Being in the presence of God, things will be different. You can't come away weaker by being in his presence. Amen. Amen. 
So God leads us through our spirits. So we want a strong spirit. Amen. Then we'll have strong, we'll, we'll be led from a strong place. Yes. Amen. We're not left to ourselves to try to deal with our minds and our bodies. We have divine help. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is our helper. We need to become sensitive to our spirits. Now, this is why people will say, how come I don't, I, I just don't know how God's leading me. God's always endeavoring to lead us, but he leads us by his spirit in our spirits. So we need to become sensitive to how the spirit of God is leading us. How do we, how do we become more sensitive to how the spirit is leading us? Number one, feed and meditate on his word. Number two, pray in other tongues. Yes. Pray in other tongues. As you take time to pray in other tongues, you become more sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. You'll recognize what he's saying. Amen. Um, It's a spiritual habit we can develop by taking every opportunity to speak in tongues throughout the day. Now, you don't want to be speaking in tongues out loud around people who are unknowledgeable Mm -hmm. about that flow. Amen. For example, if you're at work and there's unsaved employees around you or anybody else, they don't know what you're doing. You don't want to be speaking out loud in tongues. That's not appropriate. Amen. It's not appropriate. Now, also, if you're supposed to be doing work, and your employer is paying for that time, you don't do it in a way that is going to hinder you doing your work. Get your work done, right? That's appropriate. Don't steal from the man. But there may be times and there may be ways that we can sit back and we can just within us, quietly under our breath. What about if we go for our lunch break or we have any other kind of break or we're walking from one building to the next building or something like that and we can quietly to ourselves speak in other tongues just under your breath amen we need to do that amen give yourself that spiritual habit as we become more sensitive to the holy spirit what happens is um, what our spirit knows will float up and enlighten our minds now get that what our spirit knows will float up and enlighten our minds. When God is leading you, he is going to first, uh, if I could say that, that leading is going to come to your spirit first. It's not going to come to your mind first. God does not speak to your mind. He speaks to your spirit by the Holy Spirit within you. So uh, you have to learn to recognize what is the Holy Spirit saying to your spirit. And that which he is saying needs to float up and enlighten your mind. Yes. Now, if what about if we don't even turn our attention toward our spirits? Mm-hmm. We don't even acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is in there trying to lead us. Mm-hmm. Then we'll likely miss any leading he would give us. Yeah. So what we need to do is be mindful. He's in there leading me. So I'm going to turn toward my spirit, turn away from the activity of the mind, the reasonings Mm -hmm. of man. Now listen to that. The reasonings of man is not the leading of the spirit. The reasonings of man is not the leading of the spirit. What you figured out does not mean that God's leading you that way. Um, But as we take time to speak in other tongues, we can distinguish between what the mind came up with 
and what is floating up from our spirits and enlightening us. Let me give you an example. Several years ago, uh, after my husband went home to be with the Lord, there were business deals I had to complete the transactions of. They were partially completed, but I had to finish them. One of them was the finishing of a building. We had a building that was under construction and it was partially finished. Well, um, I received um, a question and from the bank that said, well, we needed $400,000 to, about $400,000 to complete the building. And the bank asked me, they said, by tomorrow, we want to know where you're going to get that $400,000. Well, if I knew that the building would have been finished, right? You know, so they had put a hard deadline on me with this answer. And uh, I was on the road preaching when I received that communication and I was getting ready to go preach a sermon and I just set that thing aside. I didn't even touch it mentally. I thought, I don't have time for this right now. I'm going to preach. So I came back after the service that night. I was in my hotel room and it dawned on me, wait a minute. They want to know where I'm getting that money from, (laughs) which which, know this, my mind did not know. where I was going to get that money from. I had no knowledge of where that money was and I had no knowledge of how God would bring it. So basically I didn't know, Right. (laughs) right? If you don't know, trying to figure it out will not help you know. If you don't know, God knows. So hear what he knows and you can't figure out what he knows. You have to hear what he knows, not figure out what he knows. You have to hear it. So I I was reminded I had gotten in bed and I was getting ready to fall asleep. Go, oh, wait, they want to know that. And I do know this about God. It tells us in Hebrews 4, verse 3, the Amplified Classic Translation says that God's works were completed, prepared, and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. Listen to that. Everything we would need is completed, prepared, is completed and prepared, but now something else, it's waiting for all who would believe. So what's completed and what's prepared won't be made known until we release our faith. Yes. It's what he completed and prepared is waiting for faith to show yes. up. Yes. That's right. Amen. 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 Well, do we have other scripture in line with that? Well, what about when it says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith? What's it mean? Your victory is waiting for your faith to show yes. up. In Hebrews 4, verse 3, the Amplified, the last part of that verse says that although his works have been completed, prepared, and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. What's that mean? Before you ever arrived, before this world ever started functioning, God already completed and prepared every need you would ever face. A supply for every need that you would ever face, an answer for every question you would ever had. It's already completed and prepared. So that's what I remembered on that bed. I said, God, this request catches me off guard, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't catch you off guard. Nothing catches God off guard. So I know this, you already know where that $400,000 is. I don't. 
and I did not have it in an, in any account. So I said, God, I don't know where it is, but you do. Now I can't lay here and see notices. I didn't lay there and try to figure out what he completed and prepared. I just knew it was completed and prepared, but what's it waiting for? It's waiting for my faith. It's not waiting for my reasonings. It's waiting for my faith. Faith and reasonings are not the same thing and don't, don't ever think they are. Faith is of the spirit. Reasonings is of the mind. Your mind cannot formulate what your spirit can receive from God. So I didn't try to figure it out. So I said, Father, you have already completed and prepared the supply for this need. All I need to do is hear what you know. Hear what you've already completed. Hear what you've already prepared. So because I need to hear it, I'm going to listen and I'm going to speak out the wisdom of God. How do I do that? By speaking in other tongues. So I said, I'm going to lay here and I'm going to pray in the spirit and I'm going to listen to what you've already completed and prepared. It's waiting for me to hear it. Faith hears. I said, faith hears. So I put myself in a hearing position. How am I going to do that? I'm going to speak in other tongues. Why? The word tells us in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 that he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. So by me speaking in an unknown tongue to God, I'm talking to him about what he already knows. And I'm receiving what he has already prepared and completed. I'm receiving it with my spirit. I got to receive it in my spirit first so it can float up and enlighten my mind. So I said, I'm just going to lay here and pray in the spirit. What am I doing? I'm going to, I'm going to let my spirit commune with you. I'm going to let my spirit have the privilege of hearing what you've already prepared and completed. I'm not figuring it out. I was not laying in there cycling through in my mind, my options, trying to figure out what to do. So I just said, I'm just, I'm just going to lay here and hear what you have already prepared and completed. So I just prayed in the Holy Ghost for about 10 minutes, quieted my mind. Now, see, this is key. Quieting the mind, not letting the mind just go, 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 go. That's a bad mental habit to have an unrestrained mind, a mind that's searching, just searching, trying to figure it out. The, The devil is able to easily insert his thoughts into an overactive mind. So I quieted my mind, practice doing that. Can I say this? Practice doing that. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I practice? Uh, Put your mind on Jesus. Put your mind on the word. Put your mind on the scripture or just put it in neutral to not think anything. And I, can I tell you the best way to quiet your mind is focus on your spirit. What's going on down there? Focus on it and you'll sense the movement. What is that? The anointing of God that springs up. There's an anointing that abides within you. There, there's a fountain on the inside of you springing up into eternal life. Uh, Focus on that. Uh Quiet your mind. Quit thinking, trying to figure out your problem and focus on the movement of what's going on in here. What is that? A fountain springing up. And in that fountain is your answer. In that fountain is your healing. In that fountain is all you need from God. Yeah. It's a flow to partake of. And so I just laid there and prayed in the spirit 10 minutes. And all of a sudden it was just like a bubble floated up and poop. 
and it floated up from my spirit to my mind and he told me exactly what to do. It was remarkable. It was a genius thought. I knew it didn't come from me. <laughs> I'm not the genius, but I have the genius in me. That's right. The divine genius. And it was a genius thought. I could have never come up with that with all the planning, all the counseling and everything else that a man can do. I could have never come up with this genius thought. And I did it. The people that would have had to have say yes to it said yes to it. And we had the money to pay off the building. It didn't cost us a dime. And we got it finished. We got it finished, got that completed. That didn't come because I figured out something or because I worked a slick business deal. That came because I let my spirit take the lead. I kept my body under, I kept my mind under, and I listened with my spirit. Amen. You can do that. I don't care what you're facing today. You can do that. I don't care... If it's a problem with your family, I don't care if it's a problem with your children, with your body, with your finances, with a spouse, with your business, with relatives, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can hear what the Spirit knows about your situation if you'll take time to listen. Pray in other tongues. Amen. Because what are you doing? You're tapping into the wisdom of God for your situation. Become skillful at this. Practice quieting the mind. Practice it on everyday things so that you're not trying to practice it when the crisis of life shows up or the emergencies of life show up. Amen. When you deal with things from the spirit, that's called dealing with things from the spirit. You get results every time. It works every time. Amen. So to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, being dominated by our spirits, we have to practice turning toward our spirit instead of toward our mind. Um, what's the best way to recognize what your spirit is leading you to do? Number one, feed on the word. Number two, pray in other tongues. Amen. Amen. Be a doer of the word. Now, fill up with the word. When you're full, it's easy to flow over with the right thing. Amen. Amen. Live full of the word, live full of the spirit. Years ago, God said something to me. He said this. He said, start every day in the spirit and then keep your heart turned toward me all day long. Mm -hmm. Now look at that. Uh, That was him telling me in a nutshell how to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, live in his presence. That's what he's telling me. Start every day in the spirit. What's that mean to start in the spirit? It means turn toward your spirit. Be more mindful of your spirit. Let your spirit dominate you. Well, how do you turn toward your spirit? Well, first of all, you have to turn your attention away from your mind and turn your attention away from your body, what it feels. What about if someone needs healing? Turn your attention away from your body. Turn it toward your spirit because the healing for your life flows out of your spirit. The healing your body needs does not flow from the body. It flows from your spirit into the body. Amen. The body is not the source of healing. It's the recipient of healing. So don't look to your body to see if it feels healed Mm -hmm. because healing doesn't begin in your body. It begins in your spirit. Turn toward your spirit. One of the best ways to turn toward your spirit is praising. 
One of the best ways to turn toward your spirit is speaking the word. One of the best ways to turn toward your spirit is rejoicing. Yes. Praying in other tongues, yes. Amen. All these other, all these other ways that you can, uh, if I could say this, be spirit dominated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Reading your Bible, yes. feeding on the Word, yes. will turn you toward your spirit. Yes. Amen. 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 So God said to me, start every day in the spirit. He's not saying take great amounts of time. He didn't say you have to spend a couple hours doing this. Right. Sometimes it's just a turn. I'm turning from my mind, that mind that's trying to be overactive and trying to push me around, Mm -hmm. that body that's feeling something and and talking loud to me. I turn, I turn my back on it. I turn this way. Amen. That's why devotional time is so important. Time in the word and time praying because it helps you become focused on the right feature of you. Helps you stay focused on your, on your spirit. And then, then he said, after this, start every day in the spirit. He said, then keep your heart turned toward me all day long. What's that mean? Keep your inward, inward man turned toward him. Yes. Don't start out that way and then go out and turn your, and turn your attention toward the flesh and the world and the mind. Keep it turned this way. Keep it turned this way. This will help us to live mindful, help us to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Talk to him all throughout the day. Living in his presence. You know, you can talk to him without being in the posture of prayer. Talk to him in the car. Talk to him while you're taking care of your kids, mamas. While you're cleaning your house, while you're running errands. Give yourself that spiritual habit of being mindful of him. Amen. Does it take practice? Yes, because we have practiced turning toward our mind and our bodies so much. Now we're going to practice turning toward our spirit. And the more you practice, the easier it it becomes. And the more you practice turning toward your spirit, the more quickly you can discern and hear what the spirit's saying to you and how, what he's leading you to do in the face of a need. Amen. Amen. Well, I trust you're being helped. I love the word. I know you love the word. That's why you're watching. Well, there's so much to say about this, but this is what we took time to write out in the price of the double portion anointing. You can get your copy. You can go to jesusthehealer.org and you can purchase your copy there and we'll get it right out to you. It'll be a great blessing to you. Listen, get a copy for someone else too. I mean, my husband and I, we had what I called the law of the book. And that is, I'm not sharing. That was my law (laughs) because I want to write in it. I want to have my highlights, you know, just the way I do. And I don't want to come come and say, I go to pick it up and you're holding it and you're reading it. No, no, no. I want my own copies. So we will get it right out to you. And uh, you don't want to miss next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book, The Price of the Double Portion Anointing, Nancy Dufresne gives clarity on how we are to walk successfully in this era. It instructs those in the ministry, but also brings instruction to every believer in helping them to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Jesus the Healer Crusade in Fresno, California at Elite Event Venue located at 4105 West Fig Garden Drive, 
Fresno, California, 93722. The dates are March 25th through the 29th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.